Ninja Ryukenden, otherwise known as Ninja Gaiden, also known as Ninja Ryu colon the Dragon Sword Story, released November 22nd, 1991. Now, did you skip Legend of the Ninja Dragon Sword? I did. <laughs> I, I ranked that fourth in the hierarchy of titles. Hey, what is this? Uh, this is Attract Mode. And I'm Nick Nundahl. And I'm Dylan Vento. And we did that backwards. <laughs> yeah. Only 52 times we've done this, and I had to throw it off. That's fine. We're here. We're good. We're here to talk about Ninja Ryukenden, a a name that just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Well, probably for people who speak the language of its homeland, it might be easier than us for it, you know, us to adjust. Yes. A, a, uh, (laughs) so Gaiden if you're aware, means uh, side story. So Ninja Gaiden is literally the side story of the ninja. And this Interesting. this movie itself is a side story to the Ninja Gaiden That's franchise. wild. I had no idea. So this is in and of itself Ninja Gaiden Gaiden. Interesting. That's a fifth title they should have had on this one. Right. Ninja <laughs> Gaiden Squared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you brought it up. This is part of the Ninja Gaiden series. This is apparently a sequel to the classic NES sequel. (laughs) So you got Ninja Gaiden and then Ninja Gaiden 2 and then this. And then presumably Ninja Gaiden 3 happens after this, I guess. I suppose so. Yeah. uh, I've never played Ninja Gaiden, so I have really no familiar. Like I know Ryu Hayabusa, and that's basically it. That's the extent of my knowledge. really fun, like nes game as far as like my knowledge of the franchise goes i only played the first one and i really enjoyed it it was very difficult but it was like an approachable difficult where i was like i can do this um so i loved it as a kid uh i never played the sequels i never followed up on the stories of the the demon statues or anything that are in it like i don't know where it went but apparently it went to here and then right here baby and then here's the first bit of trivia i have for this ninja gaiden movie uh this you may people know this like i'm sure a lot of people know this but i didn't know this the chronological order of ryu in these movies you know or rather in this movie and then into the third game ultimately brings him into dead or alive um this is this is the same universe as dead or alive many of the ninja gaiden characters show up in dead or alive um and that means this movie canonically is also the same universe as Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. <laughs> that is Great. that is a fact that you can take home with you. Uh, where's the Tecmo cinematic universe at? Right. Well, we're building it. This is it. This is the first part. Right yeah. here. Isn't there an Extreme Beach Volleyball movie as well? There is. Well, there is at the very least a DOA movie. There is a Dead yeah. or Alive movie. Yeah. So 
A couple um, of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to those. Mm-hmm. Not at all. If Rhea is in them. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He'll he'll boost them up at least a letter yeah. grade, maybe. Yeah. Um. So we're going back. This is this is one of the ones uh, that didn't have an official U.S. release, given the varying the the four different titles because mm-hmm. it's been translated a bunch of different ways um obviously would be most easily known as just like ninja gaiden to anime ova we've talked about a bunch of these before they're always fun to watch because especially the the really early ones because they're just so like fucking all over the place and i feel like this one's no exception yeah i i enjoyed most of this i feel like it like a lot of these could have been truncated. Like there's a lot of early parts where it's like slow and mood building that it I don't really need. You could just kind of rush me forward to the cool sure. anime fights. Um, but it, it was not a bad little movie. It, it felt like a movie. It's neat that it's part of the continuity of the canon of the games. Like it's not a side. I mean, it is a side story. We just talked about that. <laughs> it's not a uh, complete like reboot of that concept or anything. It's just right in line with them. Um, yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked well enough. Yeah, I uh, I I really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I actually really liked the the mood building at the beginning because like mm. it was very it was very eighties. Despite coming out in ninety one, yeah. it was like so eighties. You got like those like boxy car designs, and everyone's wearing like either like like a a, a tracksuit top, like a jacket, mm-hmm. and they're like or like a fashionable blazer on women with big hair. Right, exactly. Yeah. With hoop earrings, mm-hmm. um, lot, lot of, lot of, lot of stuff aesthetically to like in this movie, and then like storytelling. It's like I feel like I watched this movie already like eight different times throughout the course yeah. of doing this podcast. Um, anything else before we get into it? Not before we get into it. No, I think we'll just dive in. Let's go for okay, it. Okay, let's go. Um, well, let me tell you, Nick. There are these gods, right? There are the gods of evil, and then what's the direct opposite of evil? Dragons. Dra- exactly, <laughs> dragons. Dragons yeah. are diametrically opposed yeah. to Every, evil. Everyone knows that, <laughs> right? The yin and the yang. Yeah. The the yin and the dragon. Um. Yeah. So again, just like a bunch of other OVAs we watch, it starts with like just someone pontificating about good versus evil and they're the gods of evil and then the gods of the dragons and the gods of the dragons fight to keep the evil sealed away and bunch of other shit uh yeah i i want to go ahead and read that because i i went ahead and noted it down only because i don't really feel like it tells us anything about the movie other than that these that good and evil both exist like hey just so you know those things are in play or dragons S- and evil since ancient yeah sorry dragons and evil both exist <laughs> Since ancient times, the gods of the dragons and the go- the gods of the dragon, singular, and the gods of evil have fought. The gods of evil have the power to destroy humanity in an instant, but that power was sealed by those uh, whose veins hold the blood of the dragon gods. So it's like, cool. I guess everything's taken care of. The power was sealed. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. This does Neatly not wrapped up. <laughs> Yeah, this is not the Star Wars crawl where it's like, oh boy, big things are happening now. It's like everything's done. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the entire opening scroll. We then get a cut to this uh, anime man that looks like a teenager because that's how he's drawn. <laughs> yeah. Being chased by some 
Mr. Smith types, just yeah. nondescript agents, but they're wearing like white masks, drama masks, oh, like yeah. white yeah, masks. Yeah. Um, like uh, who's the guy in Street Fighter that I can't Vega, Vega, Vega masks. Um, and he like they chase them down this 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 alleyway in this nondescript city, and they fight and. The kid is like jumping around. He can do somersaults. He pulls out a katana and he slices them up. Uh, but like right before they clash, also the bad guys have like Baraka blades mm-hmm. where they could just, they just have like blades like coming up, up off their arms. Yeah. And they all fight. And right before they, they clashed, Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. I think, is what the title says. Probably. I don't, it was in Japanese. <laughs> right. We're taking um, an educated guess here. It could have said the fury of the dragon sword to defeat exactly. the gods of evil. <laughs> Colon. Uh-huh. A side story. <laughs> <laughs> Parentheses, Gaiden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, he kills them. He jumps, like, over their heads after he's, like, sliced them up. And then I think they explode. They or do. He like, well, he he roots through their pockets first after he like cuts their heads and they like pss, blood spray, um, which I thought was a cool like I, I enjoy that anime aesthetic of the, like the slice happens. There is a half second pause and then the spray erupts. And yeah. it's so like cheesy and overdone, but I, I still love it. It's it, good. It's, and it takes it, me it, back. It's done a lot in this movie. Yes, absolutely. Um, but he roots through their their jacket pockets because they're wearing like business suits. And he finds like a uh, like an employee card or something like a identification yeah. card, and as he's looking at it, they <laughs> explode. So uh, that's the end of them. <laughs> yeah, that's he, what you want in your goons self de- self destructive goons. I yeah, I mean it's definitely a smart choice to, to go ahead and install those bombs in every minion. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a financially sound choice, but it pays off. Yeah, you don't you don't want the cops leading that trailing that back to you yeah um we then cut to a woman uh who we learn uh her name is irene Mm -hmm. um is kind of waiting in what i i guess i think i read somewhere it's like a tchotchke shop it's like a curio curio store sure it looks kind of like a restaurant because it has like a back See, I thought it, it was like a martial arts store because there's like swords and stuff on the walls and like it looks like those are for sale. So I okay. thought it was like a like the ninja shop. <laughs> ninja Gaiden <laughs> has to go to the ninja right. shop. Right. Yeah. Just like in the games. Got to buy all your weapons and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, this character is from the games, Irene. Oh, okay. And like she's right in the first game. I have distinct childhood memories of her. In the original game, her hair was done up like... Um, uh, the the first Blade Runner movie, the Rachel character in okay. that, uh, like uh-huh. the big, like weird, like I don't know what you call that hairstyle, but like Bram Stoker's Dracula hair. <laughs> sure, not exactly beehive, but something <laughs> yeah. tall like that. Yeah, and and like she's like your love interest, but she shoots you in the very first scene that you oh, no. like the first like cutscene, and that cutscene played about a million times in my house because I. Could, could only get to like the second or third level and would lose all my lives and have to start over. Um, they've definitely toned her down into a more anime girl stereotype in this yeah, one where she doesn't feel like she's very empowered. She does a couple cool things, but she's, she's playing a trope 
uh, yeah, for the whole very movie. Very meek, very yeah. soft-spoken. Also is wearing an apron that says Acme on it, I believe. Wait, no. What? I'm Did pretty we watch, sure. We, you watched the link you sent me to watch this, right? Yeah, doesn't it say something on it? V- VIP is what mine said. Oh, VIP. Okay. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sorry. I still didn't understand, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, just yeah. misremembered. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, but um, adding that to the attract mode merchandise wish list, we got the shirt that yeah, says boys the, and, and the, the shirt apron that says, that says VIP. That apron's <laughs> going to be a big seller for us. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. People yeah, are fuck. lining up. Right. To get the VIP apron. Fuck kiss the cook. It's all about <laughs> VIP, baby. Yeah. Um, but she's like waiting for Ryu and Ryu shows up and then like the first thing he says to her is like, Hey, sorry I'm late. Also can't make it to your birthday dinner. I I so yeah, it's but except it plays out slightly differently. At first she's like, Oh, you're hurt because he's got like a tiny scratch on his face from surviving an explosion. Uh, and he's like it's nothing and her reaction isn't it's not nothing clearly you need help you need someone to like treat that or any any kind of level of like what happened it's all right so are you coming to my birthday party (laughs) like she immediately jumps into the question at which point he then does exactly as you said say nah (laughs) i know we're love interests right clearly that's what she wanted to talk about but it's like oh i gotta feign concern first like you know what's my icebreaker for this conversation yeah um so he says that we get out of that scene um this is when both there it's irene and her friend yes i mean if we're going scene by scene i'm not sure if you're trying to jump right but but between those two things there's like this small montage of like what we see of happening in the city whereas at first i was like all right does ninja guy oh yeah all right first off first question does Ninja Gaiden happen in a city? I thought it was like yeah, the first in the Ninja Gaiden. Side. No, okay. no, no. There, so there's like 3D Ninja Gaidens that came out later down the road that are their own continuity. Yeah, and I think those exist in like a feudal Japan type setup. Right. But the original Ninja Gaiden is in like a gritty city with like street thugs with baseball bats and you flipping around and cutting them in half. Um, okay. And like, presumably, like every like every fighting game of the of the 80s. Yeah, presumably it's New York in the games because it's definitely New York here. Yes, um, it is explicitly New York, so you get a big like wide shot of Manhattan Island and then yeah. it's like showing all these different people. I actually really like like, you know, cuz animators kind of like get free reign when they're doing just these like one-off shots to like do whatever. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, I'm going to draw these different looking characters and have them idly doing stuff." And that was really cool to see. I kind of wish that personality persisted through the <laughs> movie cuz it really is only this one scene and then some of the clothing and hairstyles, but like you got like Lay Miz playing on Broadway and like right. like you said the big hoop earrings and stuff like it felt like a little eighties tour of New York and I was like oh this is fun mm-hmm. yeah but back to video games back yeah we're That's out of that now <laughs> yeah yeah we're we're here for that but yeah Irene is having lunch with her friend uh, Sierra right is her name yes um I'm gonna go ahead and agree not knowing for yes, sure yes 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 it's uh, <laughs> later on in my notes uh, okay. And Irene is just kind of talking about her problems with Ryu. It's like, I feel like he's unattentive. He's, you know, he's not coming to my birthday dinner, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, I'm going to have a talk with Robert and he's going to have a talk with Ryu. Yeah. And it's like, okay. 
And she's like yes. super into that idea. She's like, oh, thank you. That's exactly what I want is you to meddle in my love life. And <laughs> it's not at all like a, an awkward thing. She's like, that's exactly what I need. I'm too afraid to address any of this myself. Right. Yeah. This is obviously the indicators of a healthy relationship. Please, yeah. please talk to your boyfriend to force my boyfriend to come to my my important Birthday. social events. Yeah. Your my boyfriend uh, who I've previously shot and betrayed and like fought evil forces of darkness with like exactly. we should probably have a pretty open ability to communicate with each other. No. But I asked him why I cut his cheek and he won't even tell me that. So I'm kind of afraid. Can Robert handle this for me? <laughs> Is he cheating on me with Is a it? sword wielding woman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is he dabbling so in the forces of evil? Is there any chance? <laughs> we only dabble in the forces of dragons in oh. this household please yeah <laughs> ryu if you dabble <laughs> the forces of evil we we have to break it off yeah cut to sturgeon and hammond detective agency we get introduced to a couple characters we get robert who is just wearing the generic you know skinny black tie black suit outfit that every cool slick yeah dude of the 80s wears absolutely uh we get introduced to his like partner lovable giant muscular <laughs> oaf, yes yes jeff oh um, i'm a good yeah. big guy <laughs> i'm a himbo <laughs> and then this third woman who they never i don't think give her a name or yeah, refer to I don't her. Know. She she's shows just up like, in, like the secretary type yeah yeah she's wearing like a uh april o'neill kind of jacket just like or no no, no like jubilee jacket it's like the yellow sure. puffy jacket um and she walks irene and uh, not irene she walks sarah into the room um because you know she she wants to talk to robert yeah. and sarah and robert are together um and also they like benefit off of one each other like professionally because Sarah is a journalist. Robert's a private investigator. So sometimes they team up to are any of these characters part of the video games. That I you don't remember? know the answer to that. Yeah, I can okay. say they weren't in the first game to my memory. And that's even shaky. So I the only character I know is Irene was there, you know, but Irene and Ryu obviously were right. in the first game. Uh, no, just Irene. Irene's just the main character. I, Irene is, yeah, they really underpowered her. She saved everybody's <laughs> life and flipped around, shot herself. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are then introduced to uh, presumably uh, the antagonist of the movie. They don't even really try to hide it at all in this. Uh, this character, Ned Friedman, mm-hmm. uh, who has apparently discovered a cure for cancer yeah that's handy sure what what a villain (laughs) (laughs) yeah what a despicable human being yeah um they set up that he's like kind of like this geneticist or like biotechnology expert um of course genius um they throw the curing cancer thing in there and never play it off yeah it's just like also he found a cure for cancer and it's like okay I think the idea certainly is that like his his evil research we're going to learn about is all tied to that but but yeah it does seem unnecessary to make him have this offer of a cure for cancer that doesn't either then follow through with an actual cure for cancer or get revealed as like 
I really plan to infect all cancer patients with evil. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? where's yeah. it going with that? Yeah. Yeah. And because they never show any more of that, it just makes it seem like he just is lying about being yes. able to cure cancer. Yes. <laughs> um. So I the... think in this is probably something more where if you know the games, I do think in the first game, the demon statue heals Ryu at some point. Maybe right after being shot, actually. So they maybe they do have actual healing powers, but at like a dark cost or something, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to a scene where Ryu uses the ID card that he took off the guy he killed to get into uh, the research, the Friedman Industries mm-hmm. building. Um, Except more than just that is he also like gets a vision sent to him. And like, oh, right. I, I feel like it overrides his need to do like investigation of any kind. If when he's walking outside the building, a like psychic projection enters his mind and is like, I'm a little girl and I'm trapped in here. Help me. And it's like, oh, so none of the other stuff was necessary. This could have just been the leading impetus. Um, right. I kinda, it kind of felt like it shouldn't have been in there, but I guess two routes to address it. Yeah. I don't know. Pick a lane movie. Just yeah, commit yeah. commit to something. Yeah. He goes to this press conference. Friedman's there sitting behind like his desk. Cause apparently you have a desk in like the fucking atrium <laughs> where you're holding this press conference. And he's just sitting there and a bunch of press people like taking pictures, be like, Dr. Friedman, Dr. Friedman, what are you going to have? And he's just staring down Ryu, who's standing in the back of the crowd. <laughs> and that's that scene yeah like presumably that's televised and so they don't see ryu and who he's staring at they're just, right he's announcing a cure for cancer but he's being real fucking weird yeah which actually he was someone. i guess but yeah yeah <laughs> they do yeah, reference he that say. he's being weird so yeah um which is also something they kind of tee up and never pay off mm-hmm. they're, just, they're just like he's acting weird like he's not acting himself yeah nothing nothing yeah. uh so what we end up with is two groups of characters, Ryu on his own, and then yes. Sarah and Robert both deciding that like, hey, we need to investigate this guy. He was weird on TV. <laughs> and, hey, and if we're Ryu, investigating people that are weird on TV, I have like a, a laundry list of people yeah, we can investigate. It's time to call up Robert T. Sturgeon, mm-hmm. the private detective from 1986 <laughs> i don't know um so yeah they are gonna go break into the office and snoop around oh, it's ryu his home. Is, they're going into his, oh, house. his home i'm sorry yeah and then ryu is going to do the same thing he's gonna ninja around and then they're gonna bump into each other which feels so convoluted we know all these characters know each other and are engaged like they're going to have a conversation with each other about irene but the way that they end up engaging each other and 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 having conversations is completely convoluted and unrelated to the things we've set up thus far yeah. um and well, instead i think they just needed bam. this they needed this to introduce the knowledge to sarah that ryu is like a ninja superhero because yeah she does not know that up until this point robert knows right. it and i guess jeff would know it if if robert's just hanging around the office be like yeah my best friend ryu he's a he's like a ninja <laughs> yeah. man in his free time um but yeah they uh they break break into this man's house they start searching for like clues because they're just like 
just kind of like known rumors that the neighbors have heard screaming from the house, but I guess yeah. have that that hasn't been investigated. And then also like rumors of Freeman like doing like illegal genetic experiments, um, which they find right. surprise very, very easily. Yeah, yeah. There's just, just walking a, around. There's just a corpse like on the floor, but it's like mangled. Like it's like it, it, first off, it's very skeletal. Like mm-hmm. it's just like very Which, little like meat is hanging on it. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's the, it's almost posed like it's been like twisted around. Like its head yeah. is backwards and things. And it it's almost posed like furniture. Like it's like it's <laughs> like just kind of set yes. there. Yeah. And and this this disgusting shriveled desiccated thing and. <laughs> I think it's Sarah. I can't remember for sure. I'm pretty sure it's Sarah, though. Is like, is it alive? <laughs> or I, I don't remember exactly how. I wish I had noted exactly how she words it. But she's like concerned that it might not be dead. And right. I guess in a world with like the city's been overrun by demons previously a couple times, yeah, you could imagine that it might be alive. But it's not moving. It's very stiff. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just seems an odd choice. But they oh, find she she's a journalist, not a doctor. Yeah, they find that, and they find a bunch of like test tubes with, or not test tubes, but like, uh, what, what would we call those? Like, like Luke Skywalker back to tanks yeah, yeah, with fetuses yes. in them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like stasis tanks, yeah, kind of thing. But they're filled with like mutant babies, um, who are presumably part of this chair, this, this zombie furniture factory, right? <laughs> He just wants to make like sustainable furniture, sustainable and, artisanal necrotic furniture. And I don't know what and the big crime cancer. is here. He yeah. wants to do those two things, and I say we let him. Yeah, two <laughs> birds, one stone. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the world gets a cure for cancer, and I get this nice, you know, furniture piece I could discuss <laughs> with with my house guests. Yeah, what's the issue? Right. So they decide they need to take dr friedman down but not before i guess robert sarah and jeff have to go interview an old classmate of friedman's for some reason so they go to this guy's house um and this guy did you did you note this man's name professor bucky wise dr bucky wise bucky wise um that's not a real name that's like a (laughs) hobbit name I mean, yeah, it is. Well, it's, it's well, at least in the subtitles. And the part I saw, it had hyphenated it, mm-hmm. which means that's a surname. It's Bucky hyphen Wise, or right? or he's very progressive. He married a Wise, and they joined their names together. Sure, he didn't want to, you know, to to be a misogynist, or you know, well, vice versa. Could be a Bucky he married, and who knows? Right, right, right. Married By the way, but. <laughs> But that's not his last name. Right. He's not Professor Bucky Wise. He is something Bucky Wise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bucky Wise. Um, Pro- Professor Bramblepelt. <laughs> so they kind of ask him about, you know, what he knows, what he remembers for Friedman. <laughs> and the dude strip, like, I haven't seen that guy in like a decade. Like, you yeah. know, we were like school friends, right? Like, you're not not like colleagues now but he's like oh yeah but I, I do remember him talking about like for his research or like his cure-all for cancer uh 
he needed to find a like stronger power source, a big power source. Mm. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's enough information. And then they just leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also, Robert, I believe around this time, like kind of like has some internal flashbacks about, you know, helping Ryu beforehand and like yeah. the gods of evil and helping him defeat evil and knowing about like seals that keep evil at bay and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's kind of revealed um, he was in the military fighting evil and didn't like fully believe in it until he experienced it alongside Ryu. And so he right. then abandoned that life to join like actually, you know, dealing with it directly with Ryu, mm-hmm. um, which seems weird. Like I get the military probably has like a lot of convoluted interests in magic if there is a universe where magic is genuinely real and like yeah you might have to be worried about them weaponizing it or something but if you're like a good guy who really wants to help fight it wouldn't you stay in to like have access to both salary and intel that comes (laughs) with that if you know that evil is real like not just you know like not just, oh, my country is against this country, but this genuine supernatural evil threatens to end all life on Earth. Maybe I want every advantage I would have in that. Yeah, but also, like, how much change can you affect as a yeah. run-of-the-mill soldier yeah. in, in that regard? Or are you going to go hang but, out with your super ninja friend Yeah, and, and do it do it better? maybe or you struggle to survive (laughs) or you're taking jobs that have nothing to do with it to to get a paycheck and then you miss the big demon thing hey man i just think i would stay in the fight (laughs) (laughs) yeah finish that fight if i learn anything from master chief um dr bucky wise also has a cat Mm -hmm. um and this cat looking Looking, looking off, looking, looking devious. This is devious. This yeah. is a devious little cat. Um, go back to Irene's store. Um, she's wearing her VIP apron. They're closing up <laughs> shop. Um, the cat from the previous scene just kind of waltzes in. Yeah, and it's almost like, wait, am I in the same scene? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's almost confusing when you see it. Um, and then it just kind of walks around the store until it finds Ryu and then hisses at Ryu just, just for like a very long time, just maintains the like Halloween, like arched back pose Mm -hmm. for like 30 seconds (laughs) and then bam ninjas. Yeah. More business suit ninjas. Right. One one Uh, of them I think has a cat mask. Is that? right <laughs> that, i don't know if it's a cat I, I can't remember it, it is like a white it's another white vega mask um, but it's I got don't like think pointed these ones, ears oh you might be right yeah uh these ones aren't wearing business suits these ones are just wearing black i believe um, um okay uh not that that's a big deal i mean these are casual no, it, these aren't yeah these aren't these, these aren't business professional they're not yeah ninjas. these are just weekend ninjas <laughs> yeah uh ryu um jumps over the bar in this uh, or jumps over the counter in the store mm-hmm. and behind like the glass display he just smashes it with his elbow and pulls out a sword and starts fighting these dudes um it's a pretty cool fight i really like this fight yeah all the fights are are pretty decent there's more of that delayed blood spray thing like cutting off yeah. heads and stuff like yeah right it's it's a fun time 
he is he is cubing up these these ninjas and one of them falls over uh irene kind of scrambles to behind the counter herself and one of the uh ninjas ryu uh knocks down but doesn't kill stands back up and looks at irene and then his mask falls down and what's underneath it but just a bunch of meat (laughs) just (laughs) just just not skin just like a bunch of raw hamburger and two giant piercing eyes that seemingly have no eyelids and just like stare at Irene and Irene just freaks out. Um, And then at some point I think she draws a gun because, you know, so it's the only thing she knows is to shoot stuff. (laughs) Yeah. She, we've seen her do it before. (laughs) Right. Um, Friend or enemy. I think like Ryu like throws off one of the attackers and goes after the one that's like about to, you know, get her kills that one which leaves him vulnerable to another one that like gets the better of him and has him pinned down and she raises up the gun and blasts its head off um and i mean you know good for her yeah <laughs> like but then she yeah. looks like legitimately shocked she's like like well, shell shocked yeah uh which i thought was good it was like it was selling that well like the animation like me like oh she is like stunned mm-hmm. for like what she just saw like if i saw a man with meat for her face and then had to shoot someone that was about to kill my partner. Yeah, I think I'd be in a similar state. But this is like her third go around with this stuff. <laughs> it's, well, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, it should. In in eighties New York, <laughs> life in eighties New York doesn't get easier. Sometimes right. you got to blow off a meat face. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna. Yeah. No. I'm gonna uh-huh. back up on that one. Um, <laughs> well, that's the tagline for this I episode. <laughs> I said it, and like, as it was coming out of me, I was like, "Hold on, stop!" Nope, nope. <laughs> it's Can't too late. Now, <laughs> that train unless you can deliver me a better quit by the end of this episode, <laughs> that's going to be the subtitle. <laughs> the, the worst part is, I couldn't be that funny if I wanted to. <laughs> like, that joke wasn't like something I intended to say. <laughs> Well, that's great. We're on. We're doing a podcast then, right? Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> we uh, Ryu like sends Irene home to uh-huh. like pack up her things and like get out of town for a little bit while all this shit goes down. Uh, she does that, and while she is like walking on the streets, I think to like catch a bus or something. Um, Robert, Sarah, and Jeff start going uh to her place to try to pick her up because they also know she's in danger given the conversation they've had with bucky wise Mm -hmm. um and they stop like they see her on the other side of the street and like oh there she is all right let's get her and then this car just rolls up right in front of them (laughs) and grabs her throws her in yeah um there is a car chase that's uh pretty good a lot, a lot of shooting in there. They do this really good fake out where the people in the bad guy car shoot at Robert's car because Robert's driving. Jeff's in the back. Uh, Sarah's in the passenger seat. And they shoot through the windshield. And you kind of hear this Ugh! from Jeff in the back, but they don't show him. And it's like, oh, well, Jeff's dead. <laughs> um, 
And then Robert does a check-in. It's like, hey, is everyone okay from those shots? And Sarah's like, yeah, I'm good. And then you hear nothing from Jeff for a second. Then it cuts to him. And he's like crouched low in the back seat. And there's like bullet holes through the through the seat. Um, That was cool. So was the grunt just him ducking really hard? Yeah. <laughs> What's, is that what has, that is? Yeah, he has to exert uh, himself. Had to, to, had to like, squeeze out all the air from my lungs to be able to get a little smaller. Yeah. Um. What happens next? We so we, th- this is like the final showdown, right? Like we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. So Irene is kidnapped. They get away with her. So Ryu is like, up oh, time to ninja up," and and he goes on. I am using a little bit of a guided uh, read here to remind myself of some of this middle part of the movie. Apparently, and I don't know how I missed this. Uh, uh, Robert and Jeff tie up sarah to keep her from coming with them <laughs> right they have like uh they have like an armor up scene where jeff just pulls it. jeff goes from being a coward most of this movie like he screams when he finds the corpse in freeman's house and he's like yeah. ducking out of the way of the bullets to being like this gruff ex-military guy who like pulls out a weapons cache just like a crate full of shit like it's the fucking a-team he's like all right I got all this stuff i love killing and he like pulls out an uzi and like unfolds the shoulder mount for it and they shouldn't have taken his irene yeah <laughs> um and then you know robert pulls out like an ak he's like all right i'm gonna use this and sarah's like what am i gonna get and then they're like cut to her being tied up and them driving gotcha. i must have the- you know, blinked or looked away or something or at the cut the cut so that's just so messed up we know that these villains are out there kidnapping women like is there a reason to believe they wouldn't kidnap sarah if they would kidnap irene and then leaving sarah tied up at her home where she's defenseless is um i don't think they they have registered robert and jeff on their radar yet like i don't see, think they see them as a threat like they're interested in ryu and i think and specifically yeah. attracting ryu to get him to come yeah well i feel like ryu would show up if sarah got kidnapped too. <laughs> sure yeah they, they feel like they've checked that box already they're like he's on his way don't worry yeah um so yeah the three of them the, the, the men have to go and save the, <laughs> the ladies manly men yeah or the lady uh singular um and uh they 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 all mount up um and I mean, yeah, like you said, it's we're basically headed to the final confrontation. They break into the secret lab where this stuff is happening, you know, <laughs> like the, yeah. uh, the the uh, oh, my God, Ned, Ned Friedman, our villain, has been sort of creating um, abominations like meat face guy that you got to blow off sometimes <laughs> and and uh, and chairs <laughs> human chairs right but then in this scene it's like a bunch of different furries like jeff and robert storm the place and they get attacked by like oh here's a werewolf looking thing and here's like a dog it's just a dog that's like all these hybrids right and there's just like an army of them it's just like an ocean that just like keeps charging them (laughs) it's just them like (laughs) standing in the rotunda of this you know office complex just like with AKs being like, and just like <laughs> massacring all of these creatures, which is pretty in line with the games because you do kill a lot of stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tying uh, up all those, yeah, yeah, all yeah, those yeah, references. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then what? Meanwhile, Ryu is like 
hopping. Dude can like hop like 20 feet. Yeah. So he is just like scaling the side of the building. Which is also a thing from the games, like an important, like you do this, you can cling, um, but you can only jump so high in the games. And I guess that's just a limitation of the NES, but like a lot of the parts of the games, you would have to scale sections of the map by doing like leap cling, leap the other direction cling, and then just keep going back and forth up. a. So it's like, it's a direct like, oh, remember, remember that thing in the game? He did it. Yeah. DiCaprio meme point at the screen. Um. See, so so uh, Robert and Jeff are just massacring all of these chimeras, just like just cutting a bloody swath through this building with them, and they just keep coming, and they're like shouting at each other, like "You watch out!" No, you watch out! And then they like don't notice the ones right behind them, and then the <laughs> other one shoots it because that's what that's what accounts counts as writing uh, in this movie. And I don't know what happens. We get to a part where a one of the it's like this. It's like fucking Lion O mixed with a transformer gets the drop on Jeff. Do you remember this guy? He had like armor plating. It looked like, but he had like a lion's mane, and lion head. Just absolutely, yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I think there's. I mean, we're just dealing with all kinds of mutants, and why not have a lion, <laughs> a sure. lion transformer, yeah. like you said. Um, <laughs> But then, so is it uh, Jeff self-detonates, I guess? Yes. The the lion guy, like, bites him in the leg. And, and so, like, he gets crippled. And he, like, kills that guy. I think he, like, punches it real hard in its face or something. Or, like, stabs it in its eye. Um, and they're, like, in this hallway at this point. Next to this fly of stairs. And Jeff's just like, go on without it. Just go. Just go. And Robert's like... Yeah, okay. And then he runs up the flight <laughs> of stairs and just like <laughs> and sees the wave of further chimeras coming down the hall yeah. and then detonates an explosion and it like blows out part of the building. Yeah, wouldn't you worry that you'd like topple the building? Wouldn't you right. just be like, hey, you guys go on up without me? <laughs> and then oh shit. <laughs> I didn't, didn't mean to kill everybody. <laughs> right. Ah, miscounted the C4 again. Yeah. Just like those cops. Do you see that thing? No. Quick sidebar about those cops. Quick, uh, yeah, a, little, a, a little guide in about some cops, yeah, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cop, cop guide in. Cop guide in. <laughs> That's Robert's game. Um, uh, I forget where. I think it was in California. Um, I mean, in the Southwest, there is, there is a bunch of ordnance, explosive ordnance. I believe they were fireworks that this local police force found. And so they had the bomb squad come out. And the bomb squad did not measure... They were gonna they were gonna do a planned detonation to remove right. all of it. But they and didn't they, know how what they were blowing up. Oh no, they knew. Like the volume, just, I mean. We they eyeballed it. They're like, we don't need yeah. to measure it. Yeah. Let's just eyeball it. And then it caused like I think it killed some people and severely oh my wounded God. some people. Yeah. Because they did it on like a city or like a hey, neighborhood street. D- hey Dylan. <laughs> super fun story. <laughs> it's relevant. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> You're talking about miscalculating ordinance. Hey, hey remember Here's in a this real anime world example where we're having a fun time talking about stupid stuff and then real people died and then it was uh. Uh. 
anyways, Robert runs up the stairs uh, and gets into the final confrontation. So there's a big like drawing room. Friedman's there. Ryu's there. Uh, Irene's there. Also, the little girl that was telepathically screaming for help is there that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. all forgot about <laughs> right oh yeah you i guess i did waste like six days not saving you and only came when my girlfriend got kidnapped right um and uh, uh freeman's doing his big talk he like apparently there are like these seals and these orbs there's like evil god power th- conduits and yeah. he like man-made one i yeah, believe synthetic synthetic demon chunk <laughs> yes guess. yeah so that's like, what they call me i think in the game if i'm not mistaken they're these little like statues but the statues aren't statues at all they're actually like pieces of the demon and like the enemy forces are trying to collect them and combine them into making a demon and so this is just kind of echoing that story but instead of finding all the pieces he's got like one real piece and he's just synthesizing the rest so he's making a synthetic um organic demon not organic (laughs) non-organic a gmo demon uh from yeah (laughs) a gmd (laughs) yeah uh and he's going to control that and then you know thus control the world basically yeah um (laughs) and so he's monologuing <clears throat> he's monologuing he's doing his evil monologue and then out of nowhere he gets stabbed in the back literally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and falls over dying and then who would show up but dr bucky wise yeah. <laughs> dr evil bucky wise oh no that was that was his first name we didn't realize <laughs> oh evil bucky wise yeah, I mean that would have been a dead giveaway. So it's yeah, really, that's why they had really to good. hide it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> if his first name was Dragon, they would know they wouldn't have to worry about him. <laughs> yes. Um. So then Doctor Bucky Wise shows up, and he starts monologuing about whatever the fuck. You remember this? Was this any in any way, shape, or form different than Friedman's monologue? No, it's the same thing. We're gonna use a piece of evil god to make an evil god. And that's exactly it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's not until this point that they introduce the little girl because the little girl is Friedman's daughter. They they explain. And he's like, my daughter. Oh, and then he dies. Yeah, as he dies. Yeah. So and the that girl is, has. Oh, go ahead. I guess the daughter was like instrumental in uh, manipulating Friedman to do the work he was doing. So, right, like, right. I've got your daughter, and I'm going to kill her if you don't become a supervillain, I guess. <laughs> I'll cure cancer while I'm doing it, though. I'm going to really <laughs> stick it to you, evil. I'm going to I'm gonna make your demon army, yeah. but I'm also going to cure cancer, and you can't stop me. But also, this girl is unfazed by the fact that she just witnessed her dad die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't have time for your emotions. Let's write them out of the plot. I just, it makes no sense to me. And I feel like they addressed it at the end of the movie, but it's still really weird. Um, so now they we get no our no big... time for addressing things after the right. action in this movie. <laughs> if you got, if you got a 45 minute runtime, it's like, you gotta, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta know what to cut. Um, and so this is when we get our big climatic showdown between Dr. Bucky wise mm-hmm. and 
Ryu, Dr. Bucky wise. I think he takes the piece of the demon and channels the power to transform himself into some sort of like demi demon God. Yeah. Just a big old big green guy. He's big green guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he has a fight with Ryu and shit happens. He's real strong. He's better than Ryu, I guess. Like he's, you know, at first at least, uh, he, he sort of kicks Ryu's ass and manages to like also swat off all of the allies who come up to try to help along the way. He takes Ryu's sword and like stabs him in the arm with it. Um, then uh turns his attention to irene just to be a dick i guess <laughs> like he's like well, well that irene rushes rushes him oh yeah okay um but that gives ryu enough time to sort of channel in his dragon energy i think there is i was doing some more wiki reading before the podcast to try to like make sense of some of this but like R- ryu is of the dragon bloodline but i think more than that he's like actually like half demon half dragon or something in the according to the wikis so he's like he's like the combination of the yin and the yang right he's like super super powered so he's able to tap into that and summon the dragon and zap this guy (laughs) with the dragon sword (laughs) he says that he goes zap zap it's it's he doesn't like to use it not because it draws on too much of his spirit but just because he feels so dorky having to scream (laughs) zap at his enemies Uh Uh (laughs) but it's like shazam you gotta do it you gotta you gotta say those magic words (laughs) say my name zap so yeah he he destroys him utterly and then they're just like yay we did it the end black (laughs) (laughs) like it is there's so little time for like jeff is alive everybody claps you know like and then and then that's it like everybody's happy there's a part where the jubilee jacket girl runs up to them at the at the at the office like they've all walked outside and i think like cops are coming or something Mm -hmm. and the jubilee jacket assistant girl walks up and like jeff is watching you know um robert and sarah because sarah also shows up is he's saying Mm -hmm. he's seeing robert and sarah kind of like make amends he's seeing ryu and irene make amends and then he just looks at the assistant he's like huh (laughs) you wanna should should we i feel like we i feel like we should right always comes in threes um (laughs) literally um and then the last <laughs> i'm not gonna think too hard about that one <laughs> yeah just walk by it yeah um and i think the very very last thing they show is the little girl friedman's daughter picking up a, the piece of the demon god thing and then it starts to glow again and then cut to black yeah so i think that's right they that's were right. setting up yeah something uh, another another I, one now I wonder, does that actually ever pay off in like Ninja Gaiden three or is games? it? Yeah, like that would be really cool if it did, but I'm almost certain it didn't. <laughs> it's like if the game developers watch this and like, what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Ignore that. Yeah. Um, um, but it was it was a like largely overall unoffensive movie, which is such a huge win for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and some fun anime action um i think it could have been paced a little quicker it could have been tighter but uh, overall 
like if you're into this era of anime, 90 early 90s anime, this is like a good movie. Yeah. I think I wish we had more of these to like space out through the course of the rest of the podcast cuz they're cuz this is like it now. Now we're out yeah, of Yeah, there's era. such there's such a palate cleanser, right? They're just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to like take a break with one of these. It's like, yeah, it's like it's predictable or whatever, but like ah, the animation of this era is nice to mm-hmm. like watch and like there's something satisfying to it. Um but yeah. I think there's yeah. been a lot of them that have been a struggle that are also sure. from this era. So I don't know that I want more of them, but I, well, I am like, pleased. You didn't like Battle Arena to Shinden? Yeah. <laughs> what was, the, what was the, the, movie? The, like, the worst one that we watched with like all the different world warriors, like like war- warriors from all around the world, and then none of the oh. plot made any sense? <laughs> oh, Samurai Shodown? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my like go-to, like... I forgot the name, but that I could just have like these phantom memories of the suffering of watching right. that one. So. You like you like Poppy? Everyone loves <laughs> Poppy. Poppy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. Another one in the books. Done. Hey, Done. Dylan, what are we watching next? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Because if you didn't ask, I wouldn't know. And then we just say have it. to stop. <laughs> oh, well, uh, by, my question asking generates the information in your mind yeah and then that that's what kicks us into the next episode if you stop asking me what's next we'll have oh to stop god. the podcast oh my god really that power's in your hands Did i have a way out no <laughs> oh, no why would you tease me <laughs> why would you tease our audience because <laughs> your pain is my pleasure who are hate listening to this <laughs> like i have to listen to every single episode <laughs> I just have to struggle along until Nick finally gets wise. <laughs> Which he won't. He won't. He won't. I won't. Um, we got some new releases coming out, my friend. Are you excited for that? Yeah, oh, you know, you know it. You know it. Is that good. convincing? Did that sound yeah. real? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. Single take. That's good. All right. <laughs> uh, next up, we'll be watching coming soon to Netflix, Monster Hunter colon legends of the guild um apparently this was a uh long in development hell kind of thing it was gonna be like a tv series for a while and i don't know i I learned all my information about the show from alex resident monster hunter expert yeah uh and i don't know seems seems fine it's a cg animated movie it's gonna be on netflix resident monster hunter and paul ws anderson fanatic Yes. Alex. Yes. Yes. Anderson Head. Yeah. Alex Damrath. So we'll see you next time. We'll hunt some monsters. Yeah.